The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance, so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, It's a great joy to be with you today as we begin this season of Lent, and um, and I really am very grateful to uh, to just be able to have served in Wahoo since last November, and um, and it's just been a gift to me to to be more involved in parish life. And so I just want to express my gratitude to you. And as we begin this Ash Wednesday, as we begin this Lenten season, you know, for me personally, like as I think about it, I'm, it's sort of like we never stopped the last Lenten season in a lot of ways. You know, we've just kind of been living in a perpetual like, ugh. And, um, and a lot of the, the ways that we've, we've had to have Mass since we've been allowed to have Mass have been practices that are almost Lenten in and of themselves with reduced singing and the absence of holy water fonts and things like that. And it kind of feels like a big long Lent. And, and I was thinking about how last year we had Ash Wednesday. I went on a trip. I had a parish mission during the first Sunday of Lent and then we were locked down. And then we were locked down all of Easter. And... Uh, and like, what a joy it, it is to be able to receive our Lord in the Eucharist again. 
under whatever circumstances. And it truly is my hope that as things are opening up and, and as hospitalizations have gone down, and you know, that we'll begin to restore things back to something that looks like it's normal or looks like it's more normal. And like as a point of clarity, because I know lots of people in the community know about this, uh, the, the diocese published directives for pastors to plan their reopening. That's what the directive is. So the directive doesn't say like all the restrictions are over. The directive says pastors are to work with their parishes to plan their reopening. And, and when they sent that notice out, Father Gross, the administrator, was on vacation and he came back last weekend and will meet with the parish council this weekend. Um, and so, so nothing's being neglected there. It's just he was away and now he's going to meet with the parish council and we'll talk about that and, and what that will look like. And, um, and every pastor is given like the authority within his own parish to make those decisions and to make that plan using the principle of subsidiarity. Right? So that's what the directive says. And, it, and it's just a bunch of guidelines on you know, working with your local health department, working with your parish council, etc. And, um, and it has been very difficult like in the midst of all of the differences that, that go on. And as we begin this Lenten season, we're, we're reminded that the most important thing is our relationship with our Lord. You know, amid everything else, the most important thing is our relationship with our Lord. And the prophet Joel says, rend your hearts, rend your hearts. Return to me with your whole heart with fasting, weeping, mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments. And there was a practice in Judaism of of rending one's garments when they were it, repenting of something. And, and, and it was sort of a very public way of saying, like, I'm a sinner and I need repentance. And, and what the prophet is saying is that that repentance has to be in your heart. Like that was an exterior sign to show what's going on in your heart. But he obviously needs to speak to them and say that there's something that needs to happen in your heart because you're not making the connection. Right? You're not making the connection. And, and a lot of us struggle with making the connection. You know, I have the privilege of working with a lot of people who, who just struggle with sin. And, and I was in a meeting with somebody recently, and they have such a beautiful devotional life. And, and yet, like he was talking about how much he struggles to make the connection between the prayers that he prays and what he knows and the disposition of his heart. Because every day he prays these prayers like, Lord, give me a humble and contrite heart. And, and yet he knows his heart is not moving there. And, and that's what the prophet is calling us to. He's calling us to have that interior disposition of repentance. And Jesus reminds us of that constantly, and especially when he talks to the Pharisees. And he, and he says things like, you know, you like to widen your phylacteries and phylacteries were like this box that they would wear on their head that had inside of it the Shema prayer. Like you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And they would wear it on their head. So they want to wear a really big one as a sign that they had done this. But maybe their heart wasn't there. And Jesus is pointing out to them, like your heart's not there. 
And in today's gospel, he talks about take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. But rather, when you pray, go to your room and be alone with the Father. When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting. Because our prayer and our fasting and our almsgiving is is meant to be a very personal thing. You know, it has to do with what exactly is going on in my heart and and what do I need to repent of and, and where does our Lord want to work on in my life? And if we're honest about that, we don't want a lot of people to know that about us, you know? Remember in grade school, what are you giving up for Lent? I'm giving up chocolate. I'm giving up this. I'm doing this. Last year, I told everybody I was quitting smoking. It was the worst thing I ever told anybody because I relapsed like four days later. Today, I'm, this year, I'm counting my cigarettes. So I'm not giving it up, but I'm counting. But we tell people those things like that. But what if, what if we walked around on Ash Wednesday and we were asking people, what are you repenting of this year? Like, I'm not sure that would go over very well. I'm not sure that would go over very well. But there has to be something that we're repenting of. And whether that's some sin that we're attached to, whether that's unforgiveness, whether that's resentment that we hold, whether that's because we haven't been very good to our spouse, what are we repenting of? Because the goal is that we're always repenting of something so that we can fall more in love with our Lord. So that we can grow in holiness because what the world needs is holiness. And the most important thing is that we stop sinning and that we grow in holiness. And that's what this season is about. And as we come forward and receive ashes, ashes are always a sign of repentance. So when David sinned in the Old Testament and it's brought to his attention by Nathan and he uses this roundabout way of talking to him. And then he says, you're the man, you're the one who did that. And David goes and he rents his garments and he sits in ashes and he puts ashes on his head. As a sign of what he was repenting of. And when we receive those ashes today, it's a reminder that that we're beginning this time of repentance And we hear the words, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. And that means the most important thing is our eternal life. The most important thing is that we grow in holiness. The most important thing is that we're in a relationship with, with Jesus. You know, in this year, there's particular circumstances that we're in and... And the Congregation for Divine Worship and Discipline of the Sacraments is the congregation in Rome that's in charge of liturgical practices. And they put out a note a few weeks ago, and all of the priests were instructed about it about three weeks ago at a deanery day meeting. And in their note, they just explain this is the procedure for distributing ashes during a time of pandemic. And, and so the procedure is really that we are going to receive ashes the way that most of the world does. And, and when I say that, I mean most of the world. Like, like Ash Wednesday and it goes back to this early tradition 
and where people would actually bathe in ashes on Ash Wednesday. Right? They would bathe in that. Like they would all be covered in ash like David. We're not going to do that. So that's good. But in most places in the world, they, they just place the ashes on top of people's heads. And when I was studying in Rome, it was Ash Wednesday. And uh, my professor is Italian. And, and he was looking at me and he says to me in Italian, like, Sean, will you have something on your forehead? I was like, it's Ash Wednesday. And he goes, oh, yeah, I forgot you're American. Because only English speakers have that tradition of, like, imposing ashes on a forehead like this. But in other parts of the world, they don't. I was talking to Father Rare about this, and he said, well, the Vietnamese sisters are kind of excited because that's the way they always have done it. And, and so the instruction says, like, after the ashes are blessed, then then the words are to be spoken over the whole congregation. And so, so I'm just going to say, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. And just receive that, that I'm speaking that individually as well as to the whole. And then everybody will come forward and there'll be about four people in the front and two people in the back to distribute ashes. And, and we'll just come forward and, and they'll be placed on the top of your head. But what I invite you to in that is, is, is to reflect on the fact that this is a tradition in many parts of the world for a reason. And that that reason is that it helps us maybe to focus a little bit more on internal repentance. And almost every year on Ash Wednesday, I would preach on like, Jesus says, when you fast, wash your face and don't let anybody know. And then we put this big like mark on our forehead. And the irony in that. But it's an opportunity to reflect on how like this repentance is really between me and God. And, and what is it truly that, that I need to repent of this year? And where am I truly going to focus during Lent this year? And if that's a sacrifice and a suffering because it's different, then I just invite you to offer that suffering up for everybody who cannot go to Mass today. My friends in California, they have 20% capacity in their churches. My friends in Europe, they're locked down again and they're not going to Mass anymore right now. And there's lots of people in the world that aren't able to go to Mass and just like whatever frustrations that we have, I just invite you to offer them in sacrifice for those people that are completely cut off from the sacraments right now because we know what that pain is like. And to ask the Holy Spirit in that moment to just reveal to your heart what it is that needs repentance. And what area of your life you really want to focus in on. Is it your relationship with your spouse or your relationship with your children or an estranged family member? Is it some personal sin that that you just haven't been able to shake and you're ready to take the next steps? Is it unforgiveness for something that's happened a very long time ago? Just ask our Lord to reveal that to you because he will guide you in that because his desire is that you are in relationship with him and that he's able to share the fullness of his love with you and that we return to him with our whole hearts. And so, brothers and sisters, let us pray that 
that our Lord pour an abundance of his grace upon us as a parish family, upon our diocese, upon the church, and that, that the church truly be transformed in this season to be the light of hope that the world is in such need of today.